is your Polycast for Friday, March 8th, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News. On today's edition, state leaders say they have a new plan to fight COVID-19 in nursing homes. The Minnesota House passed legislation to help many people with low incomes and small business owners get through the COVID-19 pandemic. The vote yesterday was 75 to 58. The bill includes money for emergency housing assistance, rural broadband, and small business loans. It also provides temporary pay raises for personal care assistants who care for the elderly and disabled. The $208 million measure would be partially paid for with recently received federal funds related to the pandemic. DFL House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler said the assistance is critical. Those workers, those families, those businesses are essential to our state, and Minnesota has to act to help them get through this crisis. If we do nothing, if we let them uh, fall through the cracks and be left behind, we are going to have a much, much slower economic recovery afterward. House Republicans argue that with a large budget deficit looming, the bill is not affordable. Minority Leader Kurt Dowd and other Republicans argued that a better approach would be to allow businesses to reopen. The best thing that you can do is allow these businesses to open up. Safely, of course, safely. But you cannot defend to me that I can go to the grocery store safely, but I can't go to, you know, you pick your closed business down and still be safe. Senate Republicans are trying to provide help through a package of tax breaks. The state Senate has approved election changes meant to provide extra safety during the pandemic. The Senate voted 66 to 1 yesterday for a bill similar to one that has already passed in the House. Because the Senate made some slight changes, the House will have to pass it once more to send it to Governor Walls. The bill permits candidates to file electronically, extends the counting period for absentee ballots, and releases $17 million in federal election money. Republican Senator Mary Kiffmeyer of Big Lake says her bill also provides more flexibility about polling place locations. The ability to relocate polling places away from sites that might not be safe for those who are vulnerable, in particular nursing homes, assisted living, uh, congregate living type situations. DFL Senator Nick Friends of North Mankato said the bill should provide voters more comfort. The easier we make it for them to vote, the more of them will vote. The more Minnesotans that vote, the more the result will reflect the will of the people, and this bill is a good start. The bill does not call for an expansion of vote by mail, but Minnesota already allows people to use absentee ballots for any reason if they don't want to vote in person. As the number of deaths in long-term care facilities from COVID-19 has grown, so too has the pressure to address the issue. Minnesota officials say they have a new plan to try to get a better handle on the problem after hundreds of older adults have died. Peter Cox has the story. Minnesota Health Commissioner Jan Malcolm explained why controlling spread in assisted living centers and nursing homes is so vital. Residents of long-term care facilities account for a little under 1% of Minnesota's population. However, they account for 15% of Minnesota's COVID-19 cases, 23% of the hospitalizations, and very, very startlingly, 80% of the COVID-19 deaths that we've seen in our state. As of Thursday, 407 of the 508 people who have died of COVID-19 in Minnesota lived in long-term care or assisted living facilities. 
The virus is clearly deadly in congregate settings, especially where residents are typically older than 65 and have one or more health concerns. Until now, state officials recommended no visitors and advised nursing home operators to screen staff and residents each day for coronavirus symptoms by taking their temperature. Testing was available for those showing symptoms, but not for people who were asymptomatic. As it turns out, some were infectious, too. Commissioner Malcolm said it's time for a new testing policy. Expanding testing to all symptomatic residents and staff, as well as, and this is a big change for us, uh, a plan for facility-wide testing when a case is confirmed or when multiple people develop symptoms. So instead of just testing the symptomatic and their direct contacts, we are now instituting a plan, will be instituting a plan to screen everyone in a facility when there is a confirmed case or multiple people with symptoms. Screening of residents will be up to several times a day with oxygen-level tests, which has been shown to be a key indicator of COVID-19. Many in the industry and at the state capitol have been calling for more testing, including Senator Karen Housley. The Republican from St. Mary's Point made similar recommendations in a letter sent to MDH earlier this week. I'm disappointed that we didn't start testing staff weeks ago, like I suggested, but I'm glad they're at least going to start doing it right now. The state's plan will create teams that will quickly conduct on-site testing and follow up with facilities. It will send personal protective equipment to long-term care centers facing outbreaks and keep a stock of backup supplies. Another key aspect is staffing. We've been working really hard to try to support facilities when they hit crisis, when all of their workers or a great majority of their workers are out sick, or when they have staff who, who are afraid to come to work, who, who, who walk off the job because of their fear. And we've done that on several occasions. Malcolm says the state will try to tap health care workers to backfill when nursing home employees are out. She also says they will use databases to match workers with staffing needs, as well as use incentives to encourage health systems to provide crisis staffing. Even the National Guard might be called. It's clear to us that Governor Walls, uh, Commissioner Malcolm, really did hear the call from the caregiving community for uh, a deeper collaboration, and particularly to address the need for more staffing and our need for uh, personal protection equipment for our workers. Gail Kvenvold is the president and CEO of Leading Age Minnesota, a group representing long-term care and assisted living facilities in the state. She says staffing is a huge need, and Leading Age has partnered with other organizations to launch a website to recruit laid-off workers from other industries to come work in long-term care. It's very good to hear that there will be a concerted strategy for how to bridge those emergency situations as well as more comprehensive solutions for how we can attract more people to our field. The plan will be implemented over the next few weeks. Peter Cox, NPR News. And that's your Polycast for this Friday, your daily check-in on Minnesota politics. I'm Mike Mulcahy with NPR News.